A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea, which collects fish of every kind. When it is full, they haul it ashore and sit down to put what is good into buckets. What is bad, they throw away. Thus it will be at the end of the age. The angels will go out and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Do you understand all these things? They answered, yes. And replied, then every scribe who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings from his storeroom both the new and the old. When Jesus finished these parables, he went away from there. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, good morning. Our uh, first reading, uh, I think, is, is a favorite for many, uh, the Potter's House. Um, I recall a saying from a long time ago. Um, the potter knows when the clay is centered, when he doesn't feel any more resistance in his hands. So I was thinking about that, like, where did that come from? And I couldn't find it anywhere, so I was looking all over, like, where did I hear this? It's been a long time ago. Well, as you do when you're really looking for something, something else came to my mind, and it was a family trip to the Ozarks. And um, my wife and I were kind of into pottery and actually had tried to throw some things on a wheel and... Um, so we go to this um, potter's house, which is on a little farm, and uh, we're driving down there, and, and we find it. It's kind of it's on a country road, and we turn off, and it's kind of a long driveway, you know, 100 yards, maybe even more, up to this little house where he makes his pottery and sells it. Um, so we get there, and, um, you know, we're kind of looking around, and then we strike up a conversation, and... You know, we're kind of saying, yeah, we're kind of interested in this. So he's giving us all these techniques, and he's really saying the most important part is really that very first part of centering the clay, or the, you know, this work on the wheel before you ever start molding anything. And he's telling us there's different techniques. You can push or pull, and he said there's another one where you have kind of a, a wedge with your hands, but it's a two-handed one, and use a sponge to add water to the clay. And um, so, you know, I'm thinking about that. I was like, well, um, why, what is that about, you know? And, and he was saying, well, it's a, it's a thing called homogenization. I'm like, why? Well, I don't understand that. And he goes, well, it's basically uh, air bubbles that are in the clay. And so, you know, this process is not just about centering, it's about working the clay up and down to try and get all the bubbles, all that air out of the clay. Well, I was thinking, because when we drove up, when we finally got to the potter's house, we get out, uh, the driveway is, uh, it's made out of broken, shattered 
uh, pottery pieces, and you can see some of them. They still have the enamel on them and everything else, but it's, it's, the whole driveway is just covered in broken pieces. I was asking about it. He goes, well, that's because we didn't get all the air out. You know, you don't know it until you put it into the kiln and fire it, and sometimes even not till you put the enamel on and, and then you bake it again. It'll crack or maybe even explode. So all that whole driveway are broken pieces of pottery. Really, I, I think about that. It's like all those broken pieces of pottery. Why couldn't the clay give up the air? I mean, it's not, they're not, clay isn't human. It doesn't need the air. But it's holding on to something that's not good for it. You know, the best thing that will make the clay happy, the happiest it can be, is to allow the potter to make what he thinks is the best of what it's going to be. A, a teapot or, a, you know, a vase or a coffee mug, whatever it's going to be. That's what will make the clay the happiest. But no, he sometimes holds on to something that's not that good for it. I was thinking, well, why? And why don't we let go of those things that are not so helpful and healthy for us? Those mistaken things that really just aren't that good for us. And it's because it causes, we have to sacrifice. We have to do something that doesn't feel comfortable. I, so we do uh, marriage prep, and I read, ran across some uh, advice for um, would-be couples that are preparing to get married, and right in the middle, it was something about sacrifice. It said, sacrifice is tedious and irksome. Two well-thought-of, I mean, words that really mean something there. Sacrifice is hard, but it's tedious and irksome. But it goes on to say that Sacrifice done with love can be bearable. Sacrifice done with perfect love can be joyful. Perfect love is when you trust that the Holy Spirit is going to give you graces to really thrive and be joyful and find something completely new and exciting that you really didn't expect. Um, I saw an example of that this week that I wanted to share. Uh, you may have read about this story. It's the football coach up at Michigan, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, he's a pro-life, uh, and he's very vocal about that. And uh, he was uh, basically saying, have courage to have the child. Have courage. Well, that's kind of easy to say that. I mean, that's... Uh, you know, a lot of people go through some difficult times when they're going through that, uh, that conundrum that they have. But then when he was pressed and the media wanted to know more, he said, well, with my staff and with all the foot pl football players that come through our program, I tell them, have courage. And you know what? If it doesn't work out, my wife and I will take the baby. We'll take it. We have a large house. He has a large household. 
We need more stories of perfect love, the trust that perfect love will be there for you. What Jim Harbaugh is saying is he has trust that perfect love will be with that couple, that things will turn out much more joyful than what you're anticipating right now. And he's also saying he trusts perfect love to show up with graces in the event that that child can't live with that couple and he and his wife will take them. We need more stories like that. That's a beautiful idea of perfect love being there when you need it and it will be there and things will be much more joyful than what we anticipate. Let's stand and offer our petitions.